Hey guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to No Limits, a Mitch Rap podcast. Special announcement today, Mike. We are very excited to make a pretty big announcement. And as you know, uh, Vince sadly passed away from prostate cancer back in 2013. And our mission has been to use this podcast as a platform to celebrate him and the work that he left for us. So we wanted to give back to a cause that uh, would have mattered very much to him and his family. So we are excited to announce in this special episode, we have an interview with Rebecca Levine, who is the chief of staff and vice president for government affairs at the Prostate Cancer Foundation, or PCF. She talked to us about the amazing work they're doing to fund research to help end prostate cancer and their long-standing partnership with the VA to bring cutting-edge treatment to veterans. And that's a cause we definitely want to get behind. Right, yeah, it was really exciting to talk to her. Um, I was nerding out a little bit with the science, so you guys will hear. You know, we're really excited that the next two months we're going to be able to donate all of our Patreon proceeds. Um, We'll get you the final number on that um, when we have it, but we're really happy to contribute that the next two months to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. And, you know, just a quick plug, if you've been on the fence, this might be the time to sign up. Uh, This is a great foundation. You know, 100% of our pledges are going to be donated. Um, Yeah, and you'll you'll get some sweet Mitrab Pod stickers and bookmarks to go along with with your contribution and be entered into our monthly Vince Vince Flynn autographed book giveaway. So, you know, just go visit our website. If you've been thinking about it, mitrabpod.com. Click on that little orange support button for Patreon. Um, or you can go to directly to patreon.com slash mitrappod. We'll put those links in the show notes for you. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy this interview. So today we welcome Rebecca Levine, Chief of Staff and Vice President of Government Affairs for the Prostate Cancer Foundation. For the past decade, Ms. Levine has dedicated her career for to advancing the P- PCF's mission through the creation of innovative programs aimed at solving the most urgent problems in the prostate cancer research field. So yeah, we thank you very much for coming to speak with us today. Yeah, maybe we could start out if you could just provide us with a little bit of your background and then more background on the project, what the foundation as a whole is. Yeah, excited to learn more about it. Absolutely. So, you know, my own background, I have always been uh, drawn to the nonprofit world. And when I joined the Prostate Cancer Foundation in 2007, I had several members of my family who had different forms of cancer. And the mission-driven focus of the Prostate Cancer Foundation was uh, something that I found deeply compelling. The Prostate Cancer Foundation was um, formed in 1993 Um, when Mike Milken was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And really, um, there weren't uh, many options uh, for aggressive forms of prostate cancer when the foundation was founded. And so um, through the foundation, um, we've uh, basically funded $800 million in in, uh, prostate cancer uh, research to date, 220 cancer centers, over 2,000 research projects, And um, our mission is really to put together the most compelling um, medical research uh, and and science that can support uh, new treatments and cures uh, for prostate cancer. 
lately that work has focused on um, a field called precision medicine and precision oncology. And uh, looking forward to talking with you more about that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a biologist, so all this stuff interests me. So. Oh, excellent. What is your area? And I'm not, I just, I'll just mention, I'm not a scientist, but my, it's my privilege to work with scientists and to really learn about um, all of the incredible work that uh, scientists are doing to advance the cause. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm getting my PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology, and I mainly, I mainly study um, DNA mismatch repair and with the goal being to try to understand um, a form of colon cancer, hereditary non-polyposis colon cancer. A, lo- a lot of patients that have that have mutations in the proteins that I study. But yeah. So, anyways, I uh, I'm super interested in, in that you know the work that anyone does, and I always tell mm-hmm. I'm always telling people to get you know go and get a colon screening. You know, earlier the better. Well, and and colon cancer is one of those areas where. Um, Screening is such a definitive um, part. Prevention is such an important um, aspect. And um, work around awareness and colon cancer screenings have really um, been a a really important part of um, early detection strategies. And um, with prostate cancer, um, screening is a little bit um, more of a um, complex (laughs) issue in some ways because uh, you know, prostate, the test for prostate cancer, it's called the PSA test. It's not a, a cancer specific uh, test. It tests the, um, this uh, specific protein um, you might be familiar with, the PSA uh, antigen. And it, we, we like to think of it as a, a smoke alarm and not a, um, it doesn't actually tell you if you have the presence of prostate cancer, but uh, PSA-based uh, testing in combination with other strategies can be a, a powerful tool with prostate cancer um, in detecting uh, it early. You mentioned mismatch uh, repair genes, and um, there you, m- you may know that they're implicated in prostate cancer and hereditary forms of prostate cancer. Um, one of our um, the tenets of our, our work is really the idea that what we're doing um, in the field of prostate cancer can affect treatments for other uh, kinds of cancers, we actually um, keep a, what we call our PCF uh, prescription pad, which is a long list of all of the uh, mutations uh, that are implicated in prostate cancer and um, a very detailed list of all of the treatments that are at various stages of development. We track those uh, for prostate cancer and for other forms of cancer. So um, you, what you're doing is a, a really central part of our work. Uh, it's pretty basic biology, but I, I like to think that maybe one day down the road, some doctor will read my paper and think of something. So uh, little, little, little steps. <laughs> Not much of that is basic to me. I understand about 5% of the science technical jargon that Chris tends to use. So to provide you a little background on the project, we really started this podcast to honor Vince Flynn, our favorite author and the body of work that he left us, some amazing political military thrillers around a character named Mitch Rapp. And so not only is the focus of his books very much about veterans' issues and military causes, uh, so was Vince's life, and that was very important to him. And so when he passed away in 2013 of prostate cancer, a lot of the readers were shocked, um, showed a lot of empathy in what he, he and his family were going through and maybe knew somebody affected themselves. And this common bond among his readership is the military community. 
So can you tell us a little bit more about PCF's partnership with the VA? I hear you do a lot of work for veterans and veterans issues. Absolutely. Um, well, you may know that prostate cancer is the number one um, cancer diagnosed among veterans. Um, the VA actually is the largest integrated health system in the U.S. Um, and the PCF is the largest philanthropic source for prostate cancer research globally. And so um, from a very practical standpoint, um, when the Prostate Cancer Foundation had funded much of the um, scientific evidence uh, and research and philanthropy, using philanthropy from uh, dedicated uh, donors um, to really um, uncover the sort of genes of interest in, um, uh, that, are, that were actionable for um, medical strategies and treatments for men with advanced forms of prostate cancer. When we had really done that work um, across, with, with essentially two very large-scale teams that um, myriad institutions with multidisciplinary scientists, basic scientists, uh, treatment scientists, um, pathologists, clinical geneticists, um, one of the, the groups actually perfected a technique um, known as the bone biopsy, uh, which is taking metastatic tissue that can be used to, um, to sequence this tissue, um, and it can be uh, meaningful for treatment strategies. Um, you know, essentially, when we had done this work, it became clear that we had the opportunity to democratize it and to uh, pair with a um, medical system um, in order to basically provide uh, a way to have a clinical application of the work and science that we were doing and spearheading. And so that, there was a very practical component to the partner, the work that we were doing partnering. Um, there was also a very um, personal, um, a very personal component for the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Um, we had several board members um, who battled um, very um, aggressive forms of prostate cancer who were um, veterans um, and who had served um, in, in, in the military, who had also served um, as clinical trial participants. And it was really this um, executive um, leadership on our board and the mission-driven sense of the Prostate Cancer Foundation um, and the mission uh, focus of uh, those who have served in the military, I think that came together in a unique way. Um, one of those uh, board members, uh, Dr. Tripp Cassells, um, also served as Assistant Secretary of um, Health Affairs, um, so really served for the health of the military, while also uh, being somebody who uh, served a tour of duty while fighting a prostate cancer. And so it was really the very personal connection to um, these board members of ours um, and certainly the vision of our leadership, Mike Milken, Dr. Jonathan Simon, Dr. Andrew von Eschenbach, um, many others on our board who um, helped to shape um, our strategy of, of partnering with the VA and really providing um, philanthropic funds to um, VA medical centers to jumpstart um, a very innovative program. Um, and let me tell you a little bit more about um, what, what we uh, did. 
Um, essentially, we pledged um, 50 million in uh, philanthropic resources to support precision um, medicine um, centers uh, or precision oncology centers um, of excellence, really to create a um, system of excellence uh, within the VA. Um, what we were able to do was take the uh, science that we had um, pioneered in places in some of the leading cancer centers um, throughout the uh, U.S. and the world, and really to bring them to uh, VA medical centers um, to support uh, veterans getting best-in-class prostate cancer care and research and, and treatment um, where they were being uh, treated. Um, now, we, you know, philanthropy is only one piece of the puzzle. It's been an amazing driver of, um, of bringing the community together um, in much the same way that your podcast brings together a community of, um, you know, uh, Vince Flynn um, and, Ky and Kyle Mills, uh, uh, you know, audience. Um, we, we've been able to do the same within the VA with uh, philanthropy, bringing together um, leading medical oncologists, clinical geneticists, and others um, who are now focused on bringing to bear um, coordinated, effective, efficient resources to veterans. So in terms of like our donations, like where, or anyone's donations, where does most of that research, where does most of that funding go towards? Is it towards research, trials, you know, reaching out, uh, helping people or? Well, you know, the Prostate Cancer Foundation has a few different buckets. The majority of our um, resources go to our, um, our research mission, um, and um, a very uh, large percentage of that is directly to research. That's really the Prostate Cancer Foundation's um, part of our uh, DNA, if you will, is research. Um, there are many um, wonderful partner, and we call them brother foundations, sometimes they're called sister foundations, we call them brother foundations with prostate cancer, who focus on different aspects of um, cancer care. And uh, PCF, we do focus on education um, and advocacy, but our, our, the majority of um, funding goes towards uh, research. Um, the way that we fund research is somewhat unique as well. Um, we really believe um, that it's not just about um, uh, individual uh, scientists making this, you know, seminal discoveries in their laboratories. And of course, that's a driving force for, um, for medical research progress. But um, the, the model of the Prostate Cancer Foundation is um, very much focused on teams of researchers um, and sometimes we, we will actually um, bring together um, scientists, you know, in science, and, and Christy, you probably know about this, there's a whole, um, there, there are issues with the, you know, sharing your data, and when do you share your data, and right. Um, right. is it for the next conference, and what? What we, what we really do is um, we scout the, the science all year round, and um, we bring people together who are working um, in uh, similar or synergistic areas in a, in a pre-competitive kind of way. 
Um, so I think that's a very uh, unique aspect of the of the Prostate Cancer Foundation and our um, scientific and medical um, leadership. So a, a, a great majority of our resources are dedicated to funding teams of scientists. Um, with our VA program, our center model is a team-based model, and um, we provide um, uh, an award of, for example, uh, 2.5 million to a center over five years, and that supports medical oncologists and um, research nurses, uh, research coordinators, um, personnel who are working on uh, clinical trials uh, or clinical studies. Um, oftentimes, um, scientists uh, uh, have resources for a, clin a clinical study. Um, they may be getting something from industry, but they don't have the resources to really study the mechanisms around um, their testing or treating. And so sometimes um, the work that the philanthropy that we're providing provides the, the resources that nobody, um, very few other organizations will support to really um, unravel the, the mechanisms that work and we really believe that science is important for, um, you know, essentially advancing the field so that we can further reduce the death rate. Um, and I hope that answers the question Definitely. about what, it, what are we supporting? So I said a couple buckets, but I, I didn't mention yeah. there are actually kind of some, so, so teams are one area. Um, the other area that we're very passionate about are um, early career um, researchers. And, um, you know, essentially over the years, it's been harder and harder for, um, we call them young investigators, but early career researchers is, is the more uh, common term, um, to, to really um, get their next um, research grant from the federal government, which is so essential for um, young um, and early career scientists to stay in research. And so um, we have really, um, spent enormous resources on supporting um, these scientists at this sort of pivotal um, moment in their careers. Um, and by, um, by seeding this research, we've been able to essentially fund the next generation of uh, prostate cancer researchers. Um, we always say that our mission is to put ourselves out of business which is true, but we know that prostate cancer is a complex disease that will take the best, um, the best uh, minds in science to make that happen. Um, and then um, another, um, another area for us is of course uh, awareness and education. And we have some really um, phenomenal resources on our website. Uh, PCF.org uh, guides for men and families um, that are vetted by our, um, our scientific um, and medical community. Um, and we update those very re regularly. Um, and the science is changing um, very, very quickly. We, we are so lucky in, in many ways that we've had um, FDA approvals uh, recently for metastatic uh, treatments for, uh, for, for metastatic forms of prostate, treatments for metastatic forms of prostate cancer. And so um, that is a part of our work, uh, education and awareness. Oh, good. 
I'm just curious, where are some of the centers or these teams of doctors or researchers that you funded? Are they with universities or through other institutes? What are some examples of centers you funded? Sure. Well, I, I would be hard to pick out one, um, but let me give you some in the VA because um, that's something I work on very closely. Um, we have about 12 centers now that we're funding within the VA that are partnered with academic affiliates. Um, for example, the University of Washington is, was one of our very first centers um, supported by uh, uh, philanthropy and um, that's partnered with the uh, Puget Sound VA. Um, and so it, it's a really um, tremendous way that we get the infusion of uh, new research ideas um, where, where veterans really um, can access uh, clinical research first rather than, um, you know, uh, later. Um, and um, and that's, that's a, an example. And, and the University of Washington um, really pioneered a work around uh, the hereditary um, aspect of prostate cancer. So if you're a man who has um, not only a, fa a father or brother with prostate cancer, but um, now because of our knowledge of um, um, DNA damage, repair mutations, um, you know, if you have a sister with breast cancer or, or you know, may have implications for your uh, prostate cancer risk. Um, and so um, the, the kind of uh, model of a, uh, the prostate cancer uh, genetics clinic uh, pioneered at the University of Washington, we've been really able to facilitate also with um, the same uh, clinicians and researchers who spend time at the Puget Sound VA for our entire VA network. Mm. That's great to hear. Oh, that's Thank awesome. you. Yeah, I, I, you mentioned that, uh, you know, it's your job or you would like to put yourself out of business. Um, but obviously, cancer is such a complex disease. But I guess I could ask you a different question. And, you know, where do you see your organization, uh, you know, going in the next 5, 10, 25 years? Like, what, what's the, uh, obviously, it is the rated, but, you know, what's what, what does success look like? I think uh, success for PCF is a world where no man has to die of prostate cancer and where we can um, really uh, achieve cancer um, tre treatments, control, um, where we're using um, innovations in um, imaging and um, new um, uh, technology to um, have smarter screening strategies. Um, where we have um, treatments with fewer uh, side effects. Um, one of the issues for prostate cancer um, has been um, the complexity around um, not being able to uh, discern between indolent and aggressive uh, forms of prostate cancer early. And so, um, you know, biomarkers and tools to um, better discern uh, aggressive forms of prostate cancer, which men need um, to be monitored um, uh, and screened more frequently, and which men um, who have indolent forms of prostate cancer who can live uh, with it and who don't need um, interventions the way um, someone with an aggressive form uh, would. So I guess for our male listeners, uh we do have a lot of female listeners, but we do have a lot uh, more male listeners, I feel like. 
what what would you say to them should they go get is there like colon cancer is there a time where you have to get screened or should you if you're like my father my grandfather died of colon can or prostate cancer so mm -hmm. is there should I, when when should i go talk to my doctor about this you know what's the advice you could well, give us well the best advice is really to talk to your doctor um early about um you know probably you know um, if you know you have a family history of prostate cancer um, in your 40s, um, if you are a man who doesn't know your family history, um, you know, essentially the, the kind of age range that we uh, typically talk about is, you know, starting in, in your 50s, uh, about age 55, to talk to your doctor about whether prostate cancer screening is right for you. Um, there is, um, you know, many types of personal preferences that you and your doctor um, might take into account. And, um, you know, our, the model that we um, advocate for is shared decision making and that there are, um, there's no one size fits all strategy for prostate cancer screening. It's really um, an individual um, decision that each man uh, makes with his doctor. So um, gotcha. we... You know, talk to your doctors. And, and talk to your doctors. <laughs> talk to your doctors is, is, is really the message, um, and but 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 also have the information, and right. um, and you know there's so much about um, you know um, with our medical health ecosystem um, that um, you know a patient needs to to or a prospective patient needs to navigate, and so um, really we we have a great. Um, uh, kind of checklist on our website. You can you can download it, and um, it'll have every kind of question that you might want to discuss with your doctor about prostate cancer screening. Um, and um, I, I say know kind of know your uh, know your risk. Um, uh, you know, not and certainly around uh, your your forties and fifties is a good time to be thinking about you know not just prostate cancer risk, but your but heart health and, and many other kinds of um, uh, risk factors for other diseases. So, um, okay, okay. well, this is so important. I learned a I lot. Got some time. <laughs> yeah, learned a lot uh, hearing from you. And so, you mentioned great resources on your website. Is there any way you would point uh, individuals to help support the mission, or anywhere they can go to get more involved? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, welcome to um, email us at. Um, you know, we have um, info at pcf.org. Um, please feel free to email me if you're interested in our Veterans Health Initiative. We have a phone number um, if there are veterans who um, would like to find out more information about the clinical trials offered in our uh, PCF VA network of centers of excellence and across the VA. Um, we'd be happy to provide more information um, you can email me um, at rlevine at pcf.org, and um, I'd love to hear from you. Well, that's great. Cool. Before we let you go, we have to ask, have you read any Vince Flynn books, or can we offer you some recommendations on where to begin? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd love, I'd love a recommendation, and I feel so passionate about um, the power of um, uh, stories and, um, and fiction to really, um, for so many things. So I'd love to hear where should I... Um, if I'm embarking on a, a Vince Flynn um, journey, where should I begin? 
it's kind of an interesting debate because uh, the community is sort of split. I know we, you can either go mm-hmm. chronologically or you can go publication order. And, and we're doing our podcast in publication order. But I feel like most people start uh, chronologically, wouldn't you say, Mike? Yeah. So the origin story of the character was not written until actually more than midway through Vince's writing career. So that would be American Assassin. Oh, wow. So that's where you get to meet yeah, American his, Assassin. his character and see his beginnings. But personally... Um, Transfer of Power is my favorite. Which is the first one. Which is the first book, uh, if you go in publication order. Up to you, but if you want to check out Transfer of Power and American Assassin, those are two of the big ones. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Either one, you wouldn't wouldn't be disappointed. You won't, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so one vote for Transfer of Power. Okay, well, thank you so much. I I look forward to that, and I really um, appreciate the privilege of uh, speaking with you and your listeners today about... uh, the, the risks that prostate cancer poses for men and their families. And thank you so much for your support of our mission. Well, thank you. Awesome. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for your time. All right. We hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. And we look forward to having some new patrons come on board to help support this cause. Again, we're going to be donating 100% of the next two months of our Patreon pledges to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. We really want to support the work they are doing with veterans. On Monday, we are going to bring you our regularly scheduled episode. It will be our next in the author series. This time, we were able to speak with Mike Trott, author of The Protected, a book all about his journey in the world of executive protection. And Mike is a veteran himself of the Air Force. He is a former employee of the CIA, and his primary role was the protection of the DCI, the Director of Central Intelligence. So, you know, a lot of the stories Mitch Rapp is in, we would see Mike in the background protecting Kennedy all along the way, wherever she goes. So maybe getting duped by by Mitch along the way, especially in the third option. That's true. It's true. I hope hopefully Mike wouldn't have been that Dumbo comes out the back of the house as Mitch is looking for a lost dog and does he tie his <laughs> oh, belt man. around his ankles and make him pull his pants yeah. down and force him at gunpoint. Something tells me house. that uh, that he wouldn't. But. Actually, a lot of things he spoke to me about in the interview had really creepy or eerie direct relations to a lot of the Mitrap, uh, the events we've covered in the books. So. The same way we drew parallels between Operation Thunderbolt and Separation of Power, there were two stories he told me. One, I was like, that's straight out of term limits. Uh, and another one, I was like, holy cow, that's straight out of the third option. So he really has seen a lot of the stuff that that rap's dealing with in these I'm, books. I'm excited to listen to that interview. Cool. All right. And so after that episode, we're going to be releasing Executive Power. So two full weeks on Executive Power. So yeah, if you haven't done so, pick up your copy, dust it off, um, and get ready for part one and part two, dropping on November 9th. All right. Again, we want to thank our patrons, including our special operator, Sherry F., along with our special agents, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, and Jeff. And if you haven't, please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us online at mitchrappod.com or using the Twitter handle, also on Instagram, at Mitch Rap Pod. And as always, Chris, what should we do? Just let Mitch be Mitch. 
Just a disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with Vince Flynn, Kyle Mills, or Simon & Schuster, but thank you to them for bringing us the wonderful world of rap. And the music soundtrack is Gorilla Tactics by Raphael Crooks.